welcome back, listeners, to the latest episode of Lossa Lieutenant. Uh, you've got Nick here this evening, sitting down with... Jacob. And Kevin. And Kevin. Welcome back, uh, Jacob and Kevin. It's been a little while since uh, we've we've had a chat, but um, today we're going to be doing a bit of a, uh, a Road to BCB episode, which is the Burn City Brawl, which is a, a tournament that's coming up. Now, Kev, you've had a hand in organising this tournament, is that right? That's correct. Yes, we had to get we had to pull our finger out after Novacore and organise a two-day event, and we just thought, oh, let's just put it in September, um, so put the pressure on. Yeah, so September this year, we've got a uh, the first two-day event that has ever been in Melbourne for the Infinity community. Which I'm pretty is sure, yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's definitely going to be the largest. Yeah, um, we've already, uh, we our original player cap was 40 players, and Correct. actually as of today, that's hit the cap, and we've managed to expand that out to 50. So yeah, um, we're really we, excited about it. Hopefully we get a bit more interest, and we'll be able to sell out all those 50 tickets as well. So today we're going to, um, I mean, we'll do our regular bit of a catch-up, but then we're going to take a bit of a dive into a few of the missions that we've selected for the uh, for the Burn City Brawl. But um, guys, how are we doing? You had any games recently? Uh, I've had two in preparation for BCB. I've, uh, oh, maybe, maybe I've had three now I think about it. Um, uh, at least one for Transition Matrix and uh, one more for Unmasking. Have you decided on what faction you're going to be taking to the event? I'm going to stick with OSS. I am definitely still um, in the mode of playing uh, of playing Steel Phalanx. I haven't haven't learned enough about uh, dealing with robots. Haven't learned enough about dealing with um, hackers. Uh, I mean, I've, every time I run Azura with multi hacker and I need to go to get her somewhere, that might be a bit precarious. Always, always forget um, to spend that one order to roll for Cybermask. And at the last game, it, it cost me the game. Yeah, so you heard it here first, listeners. If you've got Jacob in round one, he has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> what about yourself, Kev? Uh, a couple of games. Uh, I think I had, the last one I had was um, House of War, I think it was. I was playing uh, uh, Matt Bester. He's uh, been around a little bit, sort of floats in and out of... Uh, of game nights and that was a fun game against his uh, French actually I haven't played French in a little while and I, I, I broke uh, Starco out uh, just for the crack because they were fully painted and I kind of sort of missed using them mm -hmm. and that was that was a fun game yeah yeah it, it was uh, interesting to see an anaconda in your deployment zone in turn one but what he ran an anaconda into my deployment. No, he didn't zone. start. Oh, his oh, he didn't start. He just ran all the way out. <laughs> so, and deep striking. Uh, I thought there was anaconda. a rule. A rule of thing that <laughs> I was really far behind. Just appeared. Me. No, yeah, yeah, he ran it into my deployment zone turn one, and then I was like, well, I'm, I guess I've got Emily, so I'm just gonna big <laughs> fire grenade on the anaconda oh, no. until it stops moving. Um, I remember doing something similar in um, ECM, just sitting a dart, looking at a tag, throwing EM grenades until it stopped moving. That's right. Yeah. So that was that was that game. Uh, no, it's a yeah, yeah, good game, but um, yeah, not much else. I've been trying to do some painting, but sort of lost my mojo with the contrast paints. I started really hard using them and uh, experimenting, and then I just, I think I've just got like writer's block. Like, I don't know what to do now. I've like done so many different color schemes on my Shaz, like black and red, purple and green, purple and black, gold and fucking orange. And I'm like, I'm not happy with any of them. So I'm, they're just sitting my painting table, staring at me, and I'm getting really annoyed. So I need to, I need to go away, and I need to rethink really about my color scheme and come back That's to right. it. That's right. Take a deep breath. Yeah. You, you and I almost doing the exact, exact same thing. I'm doing the same thing, trying to get into 
my uh, pen again after finishing uh, Steel Phalanx. Um, and I went to airbrush all my stuff. And yeah. I, I won't get too much into it, but the Dakini's feet are complicated. So I pinned them and then the models kept falling over because I've never pinned anything before. And I, uh, after it, I'd gone on a couple of them based. I wanted to punch the hole through the wall right. so bad at it yeah uh, even though it's my first try and i should be easy on myself well uh, yeah it's just yeah i mean i, I wouldn't be that much of a problem but i think it's just because i got so excited with contrast it just uh, mm. yeah I've, actually, I've been i've been loving the contrast yeah. paints myself um i think i've spoken about them on the past three episodes that we've that we've aired because uh, it's actually the first time i've put paint it's on on a miniature yeah, in, a, in a number a, of years it's great to so. see you yeah getting excited about painting yeah, yeah exactly so um, I've had a few games uh, lately. Most of my games have been happening in the in the new event that we're having every second Monday in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is, because it, it is um, not the regular crew that we would usually get out at House of War, there's quite a few new people that we've had come in. So I've had a few games with a few newer players recently, which is, um, which is good. You, you do, even when you might not, like... It, Sure, when you're playing against a really experienced player, you learn because of things that they're better at in the game than you are. But when you're doing even a teaching game, I feel, with, with a less experienced player, you're learning because uh, because the your opponent is um, sort of leaning on you for... Mm. Particularly if it's a friendly game and you're just having a back and forth about what could you do in this situation, what's the best move for them to do. I'm even finding that myself I'm learning as I'm doing that as well and improving oh, okay. even, even playing against these 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 newer guys so. and like because it's more in the city as well I'm, I'm curious because we've got a few more people from the west um, have you noticed or have you played against anyone and gone oh that's a different build or oh that's a different army I haven't played against that one before not really um, uh, nothing nothing's really jumping out yeah, um, maybe just because they're the maybe moment, a bit newer, so, so yeah. they might be trying different things. But um, I'm sure we'll, as 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 the as the night sort of develops longer, um, well, we might start to see a bit of a different shift in, in how how things are going, how things go out there compared mm-hmm. to what we're what we're usually used to around Melbourne. So yeah, and actually I was going to say that's a good, really good point. Problem uh, one of the problems with. House of War is as great as it is. There are two tables there that are set up permanently, and they don't change. Well, they do change sometimes, but they actually, don't change actually changed massively. Re- recently, uh, the grey table that was yeah change to it. But yeah, it, you're right. There, there was there was you're right. There was a change, but I, and even when I had my game against Matt, we were going to play on the front two tables, but I think they were taken, and we we're like, oh, we'll go up the back and we'll build a table, and it was great to like have. You know, because you do kind of go in going, oh, which table am I going to play on? Mm-hmm. Or which army am I going to play against? That might determine what I might use. And you're already kind of thinking about the table. Even though it's a friendly game, you kind of are subconsciously thinking about it. So it was nice to just throw terrain on a table and play that because it kind of got rid of that whole bias. And, and one, of, one of my practice games, um, yeah, we had well, same thing. Front table's taken, had to go down the back. And yeah, I was thinking about the table and I thought to myself, okay, I'll... I'll make it sort of asymmetric, so the ter- the side that a sec- uh, p- person going uh, second turn uh, was had a bit more higher high, like high, high stuff, that, yeah. but all of it was put about four inches back from uh, the actual uh, deployment line. While as in the other side had all a bunch of cover up on twelve inches, so you could actually deploy against it and move up. Yeah, that's an interesting, nice thought. Yeah, uh, and tried it, but uh, yeah, it was that, that that was a good game on the. Uh, Playing newer players is also uh, a good time. You know, they they haven't played so much, and you're of experience. It's always it's always nice to try and um, 
try out something that's probably a bit a bit stupid because mm. at, at that point just for your experience to see like I wonder how this actually turns out no. in the end I disagree Jacob I don't play stupid lists all of, <laughs> all of my lists are honed to perfection you just play the same two lists <laughs> I mean, all the time I I, I because they're so horned. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, 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 you, you, all comers list. That's right. You, sh you keep shaving it off and shaving it off until you get a sharp edge. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, the way, that's the way you make a list. No, I have actually have been experimenting a little bit with, um, with, with newer builds. Um, moved away from the ISS. I experienced into, a bit of your experimenting during the Slogan. Uh, not really. That was... Um, we, I played you, Jacob, in... What mission was that? Hunting Party? Mm. And I made a list specifically for Hunting Party, not done any practice games with it, and then when we hit the table, realised it wasn't actually that great a list for Hunting Party. Mm. I, I took a um, look later at Eugene and went through filtering by Elite and Veteran, and they don't exist in No, there was... Oh, there's a, there's a few of... I, I had all the Elite and Veteran things I could take mm. in that list. So there was a... Um, a a Dao Fei, a... Um, uh, what's the TO guy? I can't even remember. The Hacktow. Uh, and um, a few other things that were veteran or, mm, um, or elite. Two great pieces. Um, yeah. Well. yeah. So there, there is a few there, um, and that's why I had a limited insertion list. But um, I've moving back to vanilla using away from ISS, I'm really using a lot more camo and a lot more mid midfield presence than I have in the past sort of year. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you mentioned that on the last episode yeah. on the marker stage. Yeah, yeah that's right. But um, so I'm... Yeah, I guess, Kev, you also wanted to make a bit of a correction. Oh, yeah, just a episode. brief correction from last week's episode regarding marker states. Uh, Lucky Summer brought me up on it. I was talking about the speculo mine layer and how it's great that you can put a mine down, you know, just outside the enemy's deployment zone um, and you can put it down next to a camel marker provided that there it's also in the trigger area of something that's not... A camo marker. Now, while that's true, when you're like declaring the skill to deploy a mine, mm. in during game, it's not true when you're using the mine layer skill. So, uh, thank you, Loki, for that correction. Yeah. Um, so, if so, what you're saying is, if you're putting a mine down using mine layer during the deployment phase, you're not allowed to put it in the trigger area. It, its trigger area can't have a camo token in it. Correct. Regardless of what else is in the camo. Regardless of what else is in the, thing, in the yeah. trigger area. That's correct. However, during regular play, when yep. you do the, the order on layer mine, layer mine that's right, then yeah. you can do that to and not not make it be a then, intuitive attack. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So, so um, there's a bit of a distinction there between using the mine layer skill and using the place mine yeah. skill when I first looked at it it was like I was like oh really is that a bit ambiguous because it's it's just because it's mentioned explicitly in the mine um, skill I guess but it's not mentioned in the mine layer right. skill so or not skill you know what I mean so yeah I think he's right um, so I won't be doing that again with my speculo boo yeah. <laughs> in saying that it's still a really great uh, you, oh, can yeah. still, you can still you can stick st that mine down right next to someone's five man link team exactly. as long as there's no camo markers around there and they're going to have a bad day exactly it's, so. it's, it's, it's great it's great exactly alright um, cool well did we want to jump straight into these missions that we're talking about um, did we want to just touch real super quickly on uh What's shaken up the... Oh, yeah! Oh, what's been changed in the oh, army? Yeah. <laughs> shaken up the CB world oh, recently? Yeah. There's so much news. What am I doing? Um, we would have no, been, right. been, <laughs> been crucified. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, 
three weeks between episodes. Yeah, we might just. How could something. how could we possibly not uh, not talk about the, the the crazy changes and announcements that that have come up over the weekend? We were of course um, talking about O twelve. Yeah, came well, out over Gen Con. O twelve is fully live now on mm. the Army Builder thingamajig on oh, the yeah. app. On the, on the app, it's on the app, it's on the website. Can, can, I, can I point out one thing I did when it came out on the website? I, for whatever reason, forgot that the app's a little bit slower than the website. Thought that I that I it wasn't like something was wrong with the Play Store. Uninstalled my app and then reinstalled it, completely forgetting that would get rid of every single one of the lists I'm getting ready for BCP. Oh, and you admitted to that just then as well. Well done. <laughs> thank, Christ, thank Christ I have a decent memory yeah. for lists and could remake yeah. them all. Yes, that's that's what our listeners come here for. Yeah, quality quality <laughs> strats like that. What do you what do you want to do That's a month a out before a big tournament? <laughs> Delete, Delete all, all your lists. Your lists. Yeah. yeah, so we had yes, we had army update. We obviously had, you know, Gen Con happens, so we had all those announcements, all those lovely renders that came out. Some of them are some of them are quite beautiful. The the, the I love the, the that they've taken a bit of departure from what they normally do with the Hulang and put the actual skull motif molded into mm. their mask. That's interesting you said no, that. Yeah. Normal, normally they're pretty tame with their armor that's probably the most extreme i've ever seen them go I, i'd agree yeah i thought that dossier was actually quite a, a, a surprise i didn't expect it to look anything like that yeah i was really like that's not what i expected i yeah. expected it to look cleaner or just not as dark and but scary, that's what they normally do yeah. i did yeah. i did hear someone say that the uh that the skull is actually quite fitting for a helmet because the hulang user uh, spends most of the game dead anyway. <laughs> 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 Did you make that one up? No, no, you, I didn't. You no, borrowed that one? No, so I heard uh, someone say that somewhere. I can't no, remember. You didn't take credit for that one. I no, I've stolen someone's joke. But um, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was good. Obviously, the the renders for uh, the the all-star team the four soldiers the soldiers of fortune oh my goodness i think they look amazing so dynamic yep. so so replacing, good replacing the tactical rocks with tactical crates yeah it's like um, so many and, of them. And, and no i think like, i really like that. i really like it you can really, really see your massacre is actually using his crate that's right yeah i um, think i think i think hannibal's just kind of leaning over it aggressively but um yeah. yes yeah no, no, i good. actually like I, I, I'm not even joking here. A departure away from rocks towards crates, in my opinion, is a massive move. <laughs> because you look at all the tables that we play on, yeah. half of them are in the middle of a the city. They're not. When you're walking through Flinders Street in Melbourne, you don't walk past a pile of rocks. Maybe maybe maybe, maybe the bollards going up and down uh, Elizabeth Street, perhaps. Uh, but, but, uh, but perhaps they're, yeah. they're, they're rock. Well, they're concrete rocks. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's actually a really good move in the in the, in the right direction. Um, I think I, I also think one of the funny ones was. Uh, uh, one of our community uh, members, uh, Ryan, did a conversion of Cayman, and then three days later. Yes. But I also I, so, I, so, I, yeah. I want to give him kudos. His conversion is almost spot on what the actual model was. It's very yeah. Yeah. Hit. So Ryan did an amazing conversion of um, of Car- Carmen, Carmen which, and um, uh, if he's fine with, we'll share it on the on mm. the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. It's abs- absolutely gorgeous. But as is as is the rule with these sorts of things, the better the conversion is that you've just done the of, an unre- of an unreleased out. model, the sooner the announcement <laughs> for, the, uh, for the for the official one will come out. So I think it was three days since he posted those photos between then and when the actual announcement was. He was so doing ju- us a favor, really. So ju- just quickly, out of, out of the sculpts, which ones were we most excited to see? Give, uh, two of them. All right. I really like um, wild, the Wild Bill. Wild Bill, okay. Yep. Yeah. He's real good. Except for the Tactical Rocks. 
because he has two tactical rocks. One, he does. one for each. It's interesting. He I, does. Love, I, You're I right. love. I'm going to love to see his multi pistol. See how it comes out. Oh yeah, in terms of the profile, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what amount multi pistol actually does? Oh, it's probably. Well, it's going to be shock. It'll just have two shock types. But I'm, I'm yeah. actually more interested in the damage anyway. Yeah, um, that one. And um, do you want to look at any of these? Senior massacre was another one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the from the, the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's real good. I would say I'm really excited for the tiger creatures because they look freaking awesome. Yeah. Look at, the, look at those little guys. They're just they're weird, crabby dudes with fucked up faces. So I'm I'm cool. I'm excited for them. Um, and then the other one was uh, what was it? That was gonna be it was the oh uh, Sheskin. Yeah. Yeah. That pose is so good. Sheskin's great. Victor Messer as well. Oh yeah, because he got the new the new pro- yeah, and, and, and he's got and he's, he's got the he's got the uh, yeah. the predator face going on. He's like yeah. angry Victor. Oh, that's right. That. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I, I don't I don't actually expect yeah. that, but I guess he would be the the general of least. So so, so my uh, response to anybody who doesn't like the uh, the speculos specul- that's already been released, it's just, just use just use um, uh, Victor. For that's right. Speaking. I'm I'm gonna use because it's okay, amazing. Yeah. He looks all amazing in my opinion. Um, I I'm I'm really enjoying the. Uh, uh, was it the, the puppet master, the puppeteer yeah, company? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I love really it. I love cool. it, especially coming from Aleph. Love, love a good bunny bot. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, um, he's a cool. Um, look, uh, I, look. T- to be honest, I think I'm gonna have to go with the soldiers of fortune. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really, I really like them. I was gonna say Sheshkin, but uh, you took, you stole that with the thunder on that one. Yeah, that's all right, mate. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Now the, another. I mean, like, I guess we could talk about the. Um, uh, 012 a mm-hmm. little bit have you guys had much of a look at the profiles? the rest of the internet has for me yeah, and they have exactly. and they have uh, determined my opinion I, that I, it's I, uh, OP as fuck <laughs> and uh, I, we should I, all I've taken, uh, I've stop taken playing the game decent <laughs> look at them um we, I mean, let's be honest. We don't have Rob Cantrell in our team no. to, to yeah. play to play ten games with his new army in four days or something, but, which I'm sure he has done for the for the next episode of White Noise, where they'll talk about it. But we are yeah. we are lucky not to have a salty panel well, player here well, we, right now. We, we can give our um, our uneducated uh, you know glance at it. So, did you have anything? Yeah, you want to mention? Well, I, uh, I mean, things? I really like the uh, the tag profile, uh, the Zeta Zeta unit. Yep. Um, with the HRMC because that's a absolutely baller gun to begin with. Uh, being on a tag, it's going to get plus one damage as well, which is just crazy. Mm-hmm. And then that um, the heavy riot stopper. I'm a fan of riot stoppers. Uh, not having actually faced them on the table, but I think with the presence of, of riot stoppers now existing in the game mm. on a faction that appears to be something that's going to be pretty popular, yeah. Um, everybody's going to be taking engineers now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, stock up on your engineers, people, because you're gonna be you're gonna get glued. It's it's a shift, yeah. It's like it's an army's come out and someone's gone. Oh, this is another. This is something we're now gonna have to you know think about. You know, whereas every other, other armies that have come out before, we're gonna have to think about this now. You know, we're gonna have to think about MSV two. We're gonna have to think about you know loads of TO on the table. Now we're gonna have to be thinking about oh, this could be a glue gun, like or a glue template weapon, yeah. like coming at me. Yeah, and I I took a look just out of curiosity because now we've got obviously this adhesive. Um, template of what the army looks like for uh, hunting party, just because that's where the adhesive becomes. Hunting party is your favorite, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No, well, it's it just. I mean, I don't know. It's just coming up a lot right now, and almost every single unit with a right stopper is not an elite veteran or headquarters. Uh, 
Delta unit, yeah. Delta units of veterans. And it does have a right. Uh, I don't think it has a right. It does. Yeah, probably does. But there's there's quite a few that don't have it that would get an adhesive launcher. So you've got a lot of glue in that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Fair. Fair. Um, yeah. I, I I think I think Colas Belly have done a good thing with O12. I think me you, uh, me me personally was afraid of the new thing that came out was going to be the new hotness mm-hmm. um and I, I felt that a little bit some of the newer army re- releases it sort of settled down um but i think Corvus belly have brought out an army that has settled right into its spot straight away it's not it's definitely not insane uh it's definitely i, do, I definitely don't think it's overpowered okay so the epsilon's a little bit cheaper than the um <laughs> Nessa and oh, I, that's, oh, that's no, you just said it. That's my oh. favorite. That's my favorite meme at the moment. Is, is, <laughs> um, is how much the the equivalence of these O twelve units in the Pano. Yeah, and and the what the the Lynx Trooper is apparently better than the Hexa, but the, they've also got a whole bunch of units that have on quite you know quite low BTS BTS compared to um, Pano. I think. I think a lot of their profiles are well rounded. I mean, my favorite, my, my favorite is the uh, Beta Trooper. Oh yeah, he's he's really. I I think the Beta yeah. I think the Beta the Beta Trooper Spitfire T uh, Tinbot profile mm-hmm. is amazing. It's a really good attack PC. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Omega Trooper is uh, amazing. Just as something to, you know, ODD HM uh, HMG for HMG or something points. like that. It's pretty good. But there are other things I look at the list and I go, eh, I, 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 the serious unit, I'm a bit eh about. I can, mm. I can see a use for it. I'm actually a bit eh about their tag. It's more expensive than a, uh, I think it's more, or how much is it? 93 points. 93, I think it's the same point. It's, same it's about, the same, line, but... yeah, about, the, about the same uh, points. They don't have a lot of fast moving stuff. Uh, there's no bikes. Um, in the army, I think the fastest oh, you, thing. What you just wanted, you want to judge dread. That's what you. I hadn't even thought of it. <laughs> thought about it. Um, uh, and I, I think the most exciting thing for me about uh, O12 was Hippolytan. That just comes from playing Steel Phalanx. Yeah. 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 Um, mm. So. I, I think that I think they've done a really good job. They've obviously played test the crap out of it, um, and making a balanced army that fits right into the game. I'm right. I'm really excited to see it on the table. Right. Yeah, me you, too. And you're right. That adhesive template is going to scare a lot of people, mm. at least initially. But like my my two cents on it is. Um, so we've been having, I don't know how many releases we've had in the last year, like 18 months. There's been heaps of... Probably, um, probably like eight. Yeah, all right. But, and the, the big shift that's happened in this one is this is the first vanilla faction that's come out. Mm. All the other ones have been sectorial. So they've yeah. always, they've had a theme and they've had a, they've had a fire team, fire teams that people immediately go, oh, that's really powerful. You know, that, oh, that's, that's, really, that's really different. Mm. You know, from, from the MSV2 come out, the MSV2 um, Hideau, the Vet Kazakh link teams, the um, the Kini link teams, they've all Nox Troopers. And with Sheskin. Well yeah, yeah. So yeah, Sheskin link. Um, they've all centered they've all seemed to be hyped around 
this new Death Star link team, this new hotness that you need to now watch it for. This doesn't have any links. Yeah. It's it's like I, I I thought it was going to be an NA2 army. Um, before I did out. I did as well. Yeah, yeah I think I, I mean I think a lot of people would have thought that. So I think it's a really great move that they've decided to give us a vanilla faction because that I think it resets a lot of people's perceptions on what is a good list because mm -hmm. I think we a lot of us talk in terms of sectorials when yeah. we when we talk about what's really good and what's really not so good. Like, there's, I'm not saying that vanilla vanilla is bad. But I do think it's taken a bit of a backseat in, in a lot of discussion. Like you still obviously have. Vanilla Yucheng, Vanilla Nomads, Vanilla combined, still really, really strong. Mm. But I think a lot of the conversation has been around, you know, um, Shaz or TAC or OSS. Those kind of factions have been like dominating the, the conversation. I mean, for my, my last two games have been against Vanilla factions. Oh, yeah. One against Julian and one against the Vanilla Yujing. And my, my mistakes um, aside, they still had, like, they had so many. Like they had so many tools, yeah, um, yeah. and the yeah. new releases, especially for the um, especially for the Yujing, the new releases for Invincible Army really feed into vanilla uh, vanilla Yujing. Yeah, and and that's all always been the toss up between a vanilla faction and uh, a sectorial is. Mm. Sectorials get get access to link teams, yep. but vanilla factions get access to all of the tools. When you're taking that concept and applying it to mm. this new vanilla faction of O12. There's, if you look at the number of profiles that are available to mm. them, it's not that many, not that many compared no. to yeah. something like Pano or Yujing, which have got a few tutorials under their belt, and they've got an, a huge a range, probably twice as many individual profiles. And I think potentially that might here. hurt them for a little bit, right? just having so few um, profiles. Um, people are used to having you know, this massive choice when they um, go into... Uh, vanilla, but I think I mean when, when you take a look at the discussions on Facebook, there are some pro profiles that people just look at. Uh, I mean, uh, the Gangbuster with Mad yeah. Traps and uh, KHD. Yeah, yeah. People are just like, this is a great profile. It just locks down the middle of the board, plus a defense against hackers, and it does. No, that's that's true. And it, but the thing is, and you're you're right. There's some great profiles, but yeah, they are sort of all being taken in a vacuum, and. Um, you know, until we get them on the board and mm. see how they actually play as as, a, as an army, you know, we, we can't really say how, how you know where they're going to sit on the on the like, on the curve. I guess I think they've got some really nice stuff out there. I think I built a list the other night, and I have never had so many killer killer uh, killer hackers yeah. in a list before. I'm like, there's yeah. so many killer, there's so many great profiles that are killer hackers that are cheap. I'm just mm. like, you know, a couple of gangbusters. I'll take the I think the Sirius has got a killer hacking device. And uh, the, I think assault maybe assault assault hacking device, and then you've got the other dude, and then you've got the I can't remember how many of them there were, but I did want to mention the Delta. Actually, was sorry the Delta. I feel like every army should include a Delta. Those things are great for the price you pay for the AD trooper in that army is fantastic. Like I, people were talking about the Cadmus when that came out as a twenty-four point um, AD trooper that could basically never scatter because of its um, ability to put the decoys down. This guy is you know twenty-five points and he you know the cheapest profile is actually twenty-three. Twenty-three and he has got boarding shotgun. With a boarding shotgun and a Panzer fest. Yeah, that's mad. It's mad. And then or even the forward observer has got a combo rifle, light right stopper, and decharges. So he can accomplish so many uh, classifieds, and he's twenty-three points. Yeah, forward and observer with decharges. Yeah. Wow. And he's still BS twelve with um, with three armor. Like he's not he's he's not gonna snuff out for the price you pay. He, he's not okay, he's not a Lu Jing, you know, he doesn't have no one in cap, but he's still Fizz twelve, he's still whip thirteen, he's still BS twelve and armor three. With a, and with a light riot stopper, that's that's the 
only like that's one of the well, I think that's one of the only oh, eighty troopers. One of the only eighty troopers in the game. Sorry, there are two eighty troopers in the game now with killer hacking devices. This is one of them, and the Cadmus is the other. So I think that's really that's really strong. And then the light riot stopper is going to throw a lot of people off initially. People are going to be, because like people were worried about the Lu Jing when it first came out. Everyone was like spacing out link teams, worried about this guy coming in and messing up your day with a you know, damage 12 blast. This guy's going to come in and if he can get a line on a on a link or a line on a tag, he's he's got, very, he's got a very good chance of just like gluing that thing stuck. Hmm. And then, okay, cool, you've lost, you know, 25 or 23 points. To potentially lock down something that could be hugely yeah. valuable. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. so. It's like four orders to engineer maybe a link team. Back yeah, to yeah. En engineering is is order intensive, um, but I think it's going to be a necessary thing that people are going to have to take, particularly yeah. if we start seeing lots of this on the table. And he's oh, and the other thing as well, just for just for lols, like he does have the Yud bot. So if you take the the doctor profile, uh, with the, he's only got boarding shotgun right now, unfortunately, but. Being able to like drop a drop a AD, AD trooper anywhere on the table and have a little servant bot to either you know get rid of koalas, mines, or even bait out you know bait arrows out. Mm. You can like you can do that pretty well. So that's nice too. Yeah, um, but so, I mean this is all nice to look at, but like in the current meta, I suppose, which, uh, which we can <laughs> Sorry, we can safely say summer twenty twenty is going to get mm. quite a shake up. Mm, because the, the other big announcement How could we forget? was that we've now got a soft date for N4, uh, fourth edition of Infinity. What that's going to look like, who knows? I, 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 but like, what's, what, what was your brief, like when you, when you first saw that, what did you think? What were your like, initial reactions to that uh, slide that Carlos put up? I think, I think that I think Infinity is in a really good place at the moment, but I do think there are a lot of a lot of things that have been solved through um, FAQs that would would suit nicely inside a book. Uh, there's there's potentially some consolidation of rules or something like that that they could f fix up to make it easier to read. The only thing I could see them um, uh, changing, and this isn't a complaint or anything, is like the crit system. And I, d I don't know what they would do with it. If they wanted to do anything for it, with it, I have no issue with it. Um, but that's the only thing I can see that they're really looking at. Here's my hot take on a crit system, real quick. I'm not gonna go into too much detail on this because I did not expect you to say that, but you've just piqued my interest. So it's already been discussed by someone else and I quite like the idea. And in a nutshell, when you roll a crit, you, the player who rolled the crit, gets to make a choice. So you can either A, take it, as a as a sort of basically like a tradition traditional crit, um, but your opponent's dice still count for whatever they rolled. Also, oh, like a berserk and shooting. Kind of well, that it's not it's not a normal roll. So if you know you hit on a thirteen, so, so it's you're so saying you, it's still face to face. Still face to face. The your crit goes through, uh, but say so for example, if you're critting on a two and yep. you roll a two, they've yep. rolled a. Four, a seven, and a nine. The four, seven, and nine still go through. Correct, but your your two goes through, and the two goes through as well. Yes, mm. to them. Or the alternative is you can essentially sacrifice that crit to block all of their hits. Whereas at the moment it does both. Does both? Yes. So you basically break it out. Yes. So let's just say you know we both got combo rifles. I and you're rolling one dice, and I'm rolling three. Or we're say we're 
Yeah, we're rolling. You're rolling th one, three dice, and I'm rolling one. Um, you roll through your three dice, and you get. Uh, you need a twelve to hit, and you roll a twelve, uh, a, a seventeen, and a, and a two, and then I roll like a six, a nine, and a whatever a one. You can take that twelve, and you can just go. I'm going to cancel all of your hits, but my normal hit, my just my one hit goes through. Or you can say, I'm going to turn that into a crit and I'm going to basically do an automatic wound to you, but your six and nine go through and hit me back. Yeah. So okay. it's kind of like a, like a choice, like depending on who you're up against, how many wounds they've got, how valuable your own trooper is. You know, if it's just like a Quang Shi and you've just crit him, you'd be like, I'm going to put a wound in you and you can kill me back. Because it's Because I don't care, because yeah. the alternative is I'm just going to block all your hits and maybe do a wound. So... That yeah, kind of there you thing. go. That's uh, that's Kev's hot take right here. Real quick. So if heard, anyone wants to talk to me about that, it's not my idea. I heard it on, I think it was White Noise actually. So okay. shout, shout out to White Noise. <laughs> just stealing their idea. Um, yeah. yeah. Or, or you just play Beer Affinity, where if you roll a crit, you have to do a Take. shot, and if it's uh, if it's not if, if you don't do the shot, it's just a normal hit. So. That's even better. You know what? That's <laughs> that's N4's rule right there. Every every copy of N four comes with like a giant bottle of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> every every gaming store now has to have a liquor license. That's just the rules. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, not I'm, I'm not I'm not like I'm not I'm not I suppose afraid of N four because I think it's in such a good place that it's going to be neatening up N three. I think so as well. Um, we'll I think a lot of the things that have been the rules that have been tacked on through ITS. Like the plus one damage from tags, mm -hmm. the medium infantry for uh, for deployment stuff. Yeah. I reckon a lot of that will be rolled into the real yeah. to the actual just, game. I would like to yeah. see that. As so well, like an yeah. AD just removing the need for the potentially um, template yeah. in the uh, in the rules. Yeah, think, yeah. I think it's a good idea to take it out of ITS and put it into N four because I think there are a few changes that people would like to see, but they relate to ITS more than N three currently. Mm -hmm. And things like uh, total immunity clearing up. Exactly yep. what they wanted that to be. Yeah, yeah. That and uh, the last thing that we'd probably want to see is the complete elimination of the Toha. So complete and utter destruction. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go against you that because we just got a very new player that Julian worked really hard to get into the game. They just started Toha. <laughs> Toha were a mistake. No, it's all right. No, it will we'll, we'll be nice. No. Okay. Cool. Was there any other news we wanted to cover then at the moment? Um. If there is, we've all forgotten about it. Let's go, no, let's I think go to the good. body of this. Right. Think Great, let's jump in. So, um, Kev, did you want to... Yeah, oh, well... Ah, okay. Um, take it away. Take it away. So, the five... Well, I'll just go quickly over the five missions that we that we chose for Burn City Brawl. Um, so, five missions are Transmission Matrix, Acquisition, Unmasking, Quadrant Control, and Annihilation. The reason why, well, brief reason why those five were chosen is we looked back at the last two major events, Nova Corps and CanCon. CanCon had five missions that were fairly based, fairly straightforward, quite killy missions. Uh, firefight, for instance, frontline supremacy, fairly straightforward missions, good missions, solid missions. Um, mm. But we didn't want to include those, and so we were like, okay, well, let's try not to let's try not to do, to do those. Then Gavin did Nova Corps and another five really great selections of missions with both armory missions, um, as well as Frostbite, which is one of my all-time favorite missions. Um, and they're, they're also quite killy, 
Well, they were kind of a mixture of missions, I guess. So basically, we just took those ten missions and says we're going to try not to do them. Yeah. I, I quite liked. I quite wanted to do the armory or engineering deck, but anyway, basically just looked at comlog and we're like, what are the remaining missions? Mm. Um, and the first one, the first one we came across that not many people have played and is interesting is transmission matrix, and um, I haven't heard many people complain about it, which was good. So that was that was a plus. And I haven't heard many people, many people play it, so that was another plus. And also, it, and, and also, thirdly, it doesn't have the Xenotech, so that was another plus, uh, because we're not sure that's going to be there for. That's a good point, actually, because um, this oh, yeah. event is going to be after the next season comes. Correct. Out. Yeah. So, um, have the, you and the other TOs talked about what? Is going to happen if the missions do change up much? Or? Yeah, we're just going to address it on the fly. I think providing the missions, hopefully the missions haven't, none of them have been deleted. Yep. Um, we're going to hope not. Um, but the only one that's in there currently with the Xenotech is acquisition. Uh, but that mission's been around for a while. Mm. So and we're not likely it's going to get removed. Wait, quadrant control I think it has it as well, doesn't it? No, supremacy. It's that that's supremacy. Quadrant mm. control doesn't. So it's just that one mission that has a Xenotech. The rest of them. All have data trackers, um, but that's been quite popular. So I'm going to say that that's not going to get removed. Um, and I, I, I yeah. think I think almost everyone, when they build an army, has a unit that they're comfortable saying that's my data tracker. Yeah, that's right. And um, and and again, like yeah, trans you know transmission matrix. We yeah, so transmission matrix is uh, quite a killing mission, but it's got a really interesting um, dynamic to it. Um, unmasking is probably my favorite mission and I really wanted to put that in there mm. um, again it's not being played that often it's a fairly new mission um, it's a great mixture of um, specialist and killing and then you've got like acquisition quadrant control and annihilation which are three quite straightforward missions um, that are you know that you that are well, obviously annihilation and quadrant mm. control are fairly killing missions and acquisition is a good mixture as well so um, and we also want to make the last two missions on the second day fairly straightforward and without any objectives so quadrant control and annihilation were chosen but anyway um transmission matrix is the first one out of the block how do we want to cool talk well about i mean this? i guess first things first we want to go through what the actual objectives are that's the, correct for, for the mission so uh i just got my com log app open here the main objectives for transmission matrix uh, first up, we have dominate the same number of transmission areas as the adversary or adversary. Do I pronounce that right? I don't, I don't know. know either. Adversary. Yeah, adversary, uh, adversary at the end of each game round. Okay, so it's uh, straight away we know that scored at each game round. There is uh, there's zones that you need to be controlling. So if at the end of each game round you and your opponent control the same number, you get one point each. Uh, if you've got if you're dominating more areas, you get two objective points. Uh, then we've got uh, kill the designated target for one objective point. Kill the designated target with your data tracker for an additional two. So 30% of the total points comes from killing the uh, designated target with your data tracker. Because it tends to be. And um, then we've got complete a classified objective uh, for one objective point. And then if that classified objective has the world symbol, yep. uh, you can get one additional objective point. Uh, if you haven't got 10 already. So that world symbol is some hacking and forward uh, observer. Sure. That's stuff. right, yeah. So does that mean that um, uh, when, you're, when you've got your, uh, when you're drawing your classified objectives, if you get one that's got a HVT in it because there's no HVT in the mission, do you draw another one? Uh, I think Because there's... there's a designated target who are trying to kill. 
Yes, that's correct. There won't be an HVT because that is a designated target. Yeah. Um, so you'd have to get rid of them. Yeah. But you could still do all of the... Oh, no, you don't do the... I'm pretty sure you don't do the... I know, well, last uh, season you would take them out. I'm not sure yeah. what it's like now with the new classified deck if it's changed at all, but... Um, because you can still retro engineer it. It's just it's, yeah, you have to because you have to you, deal with it squirming around while you do it. Yeah. But, uh. Oh, dead air. Um, yeah, no, I, you're right. I don't. I don't think it's actually mentioned in it. I think that's the assumption. But um, yeah, the HVT is considered an enemy trooper, um, which I think I think is an advantage and disadvantage because then you can spot. No, not spotlight it. Uh, Oh, one of the other ones where it has to be target, an enemy target trip. A data scan. You can data scan. Yeah. Which you, which you can't do normally. Okay. Well, that's an interesting point, actually. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't think, think about that. that. Yeah. Um, because I've just taken a look at the rules now, and it still says it's a HVT. Yeah. It's just an enemy model. Yeah, it says the HVT is an... Oh, this is no, there's no can, HVT, according to according to Transmission Matrix and Cobbler. Yeah, but in the, in the de designated target... Description it says in this scenario the enemy HVT is mm. considered an enemy trooper instead of a neutral civilian. Damn it, we should have looked at this. I'm pretty sure because that's because the HVT is not you know lined up. I'm pretty sure that you don't you, you pull those cards out of the deck, but yeah. we're also we, yeah. we could be wrong on that. This that is the cool. level of preparation. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, I thought I got them all yeah. as well. That was a good um, one. Well done. Okay, so, so, so the, the objective here, or the main objective, apart from killing the designated target, is controlling these transition transmission, transmission areas. areas. So what is a transmission area? Do you want to give us a bit of a description of what the yeah, map looks sure. like? Yeah, sure. So this is the part I was saying this is a really unique mission. Um, you know, you've got supremacy where you're controlling quadrants, and you've got acquisition where you're like, you have to dominate a tech coffin by being in base contact with it at the end of the game. This is kind of like a bit of the both where you've got a, an objective that you just have to be within four inches of at each game round to to um, to dominate. Um, obviously most points in there gets the point. Um, but they're only four you know they're they're, they're a four inch radius um, and they're deployed um, on the deployment zone of each player uh, 12 inches in from the edge and then one smack bang in the center of the table. So there's five in total. Um, uh, yeah, in addition to these, not only are the um, objective scoring areas that are four inch radius, they're also repeaters. That's right. That's so the that's the big thing. As and well. that's what makes this the the, the weirdest, strangest mission. repeaters without any firewall mods. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So they're they're friendly to both players, which mm -hmm. can create some really interesting interactions when you have hackers on the table. Um, so oh, what? Why don't we talk about? That quickly, this strange interaction that we found with the transmission areas. Sure. So I had to. So I think I had a game against Toby recently, and it's the first time I played Transmission Matrix in a little while. And I said, "Look, bear in mind, mate, these are friendly to both you and I." And he was like, "Yeah, that's fine." Like, so just to give you an example, if I have a hacker inside one inside any transmission area, I can hack any of your hackers on the board. But and, he, and, he, and he was like, "What?" He was like. Any of them. He says, no, but they have to be in a transmission area as well. I'm like, no, because it's a repeater that is friendly to both you and I. Yeah, so all hackers are connected to the repeaters. Correct. So if and I've got a hacker inside the, the repeater zone, uh, then through that repeater, I can hack 
a hacker who was also connected to that repeater, yeah. like it as if it was an enemy repeater that I'm in the zone of. Exactly. But because yes. it's not an enemy repeater, there's no firewall. No firewall mods. Exactly. And the yeah. other the other one as well is if you have a hacker that's not in a transmission area and something that it can hack walks into those transmission areas, it gets to hack it. So if you've got an assault hacker, you're targeting. Uh, Rams, HVTs, other hackers. If you're a killer hacker, you're obviously going after hackers. If you're a normal hacker, you're getting all of those targets. Yeah. You can attack from anywhere in the board, completely hidden and almost completely safe from... Yeah, well, so basically there's no, there's, there's nowhere... If you're a hacker on the board, there's, there's really nowhere that you can be safe because all someone needs to do is walk into an area and go, I can now reach you. There's one place you can be safe, kid. Where's that? In a marker state. Exactly. Nicely, then. I like that one. Uh, <laughs> yes, if you're in a marker state, um, I think that that's where, and especially because you have a, a zone in the middle of the table. So, mm. like, the way, like we said, the, the four zones are on the deployment zone, so you can deploy inside, in, inside, inside, inside repeater range so eight, eight and, inside, and inside scoring zone. But if you have infiltrate, if you're an infiltrating camel hacker, like most factions have access to, mm. um, you can deploy inside that middle zone in a scoring zone but also inside a repeater zone uh, which is where I think the most the majority of the fight for the, this game is going to be yeah um, in that in that middle zone um, and the the uh, I suppose coming from someone playing or trying to learn uh, OSS uh, which requires some sort of synergy between uh, either a hacker or an Apsara and your Dakini link if you're running a Dakini link that that ability to put a killer hacker, even a killer hacker that does isn't in market state and isn't that can't infiltrate, just put them in your deployment zone mm-hmm. onto a transmission matrix me, uh, means that un- unless it's an Azura and even then it's a risk. Well, if if it's got something like like Maestro that can send you straight to unconscious. Yeah. Um, or is uh, no one no one can tap? Is it? Is it, it does. Yeah, it it does it. send you. To that's what, that's no what I'm saying. Cap. Is the only thing is maybe an Azura yeah. or like a is if you do a long skill hacking program. So that's uh, Cyber Mask. If you assisted um, drop, assisted assist, uh, assist uh, fire, um, enhanced reaction. Any of those, a killer hacker gets to attack you for. Free. Yeah. Even you, don't, you don't even have a chance to put on um, fairy uh, fairy dust. No, yeah, to so pre- try and protect some sort of heavy, um, yeah, so some, some sort of heavy infantry. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. So definitely, um, uh, regular hackers, assault hackers, or well, basically everything uh, is is pretty pretty yeah. vulnerable. All hackers are very vulnerable. Very vulnerable. because of the repeater net on yeah. this table. Yeah. That's right. Um, so if you don't have a killer hacker in your list. Maybe think about putting one in because yep. of the enhanced threat level that they, that, that generates, or, or just have nothing that is hackable. Yeah, exactly. You, you two choices. You le- and you do not take a middle ground. You lean in, or you back out. You either yeah. don't play the hacking game, or you really play that hacking game. Yeah, and if you don't, and even if you don't uh, play the hacking game that that much, it's it's nice to have some marker states and some threat. There yeah. of of maybe I have a killer hacker under here. Yeah. So maybe like a, or you know maybe I have a, an assault hacker under here. You want to move that link? You want to move that heavy infantry link team, or you want to move that to Kini link team? Go for it. I'm just going to blow you. Yeah. So that yeah, having having something inside a repeater zone and a marker state um, can really put 
put, 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 uh, put yeah. you in trouble. So, so factions that do have a lot of hackable units, we're talking about big heavy infantry factions, yep. OSS with all their remotes everywhere. Um, factions like that are going to have a tough time maneuvering around the board if they've got hackers on the enemy side because of the prevalence of these I don't, repeaters. I don't, I don't yeah. think maneuvering is going to be too bad, but definitely trying to get something on the point that won't instantly get bricked right, yeah. is a yeah. real concern. I mean, they're they're eight inch, like you know, they're, not, so they're, not they're, too they're, big. they're eight inches, and so that's basically you've got a four inch corridor up you know, the other side and then a bit in the middle. But mm. you know, because pre measuring doesn't exist, so then it's, it's eight inch radius. Eight, eight inch radius. Yeah. So yeah. that means that eight inch radius. That's sixteen inches. That's right. That a heavy infantry can't. No, no, no. Walk it's, it's 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 eight inch. It's eight inch. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's eight inch radius. So eight, 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 inches. eight inch. No, no, eight inch diameter. No, it's eight inches. That's no, four inches radius. No, we're talking time. about. Then we're talking about the repeaters. They're yeah, eight no. inch radius, dude. No. Zone of control. No. Zone of control. Yeah, they're only. They're no, no, that that's the scoring. That's how you score. Ah, so how ah, you got gotcha. So it's a it's oh, a four really? inch scoring area, but it's an eight inch repeater zone. So you've got to still get four inches in there, and then another four inches in to get scoring. If you're if you're a heavy infantry or a hacker. Yeah. So yeah, they so still act as So features. along, like the the length of your deployment edge yeah. is forty eight inches. Yes. Right. You've got two repeaters on there that are sixteen inches wide each. Yeah. So that's thirty two inches of your edge that you want to walk through. Yeah. That if you're hackable, you're probably going to be hacked. That's right. Um, so you've got sixteen inches of, of free movement, which is a four inch then on a each edge, and, inches then and eight, eight inches, inches through the middle. Corridor. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which is not an awful lot of room to maneuver, especially if you, you know, depending on the terrain layout, um, you may be you may be forced to walk through those areas. So, you know, some of the I guess the you know the ways of getting around that are to either have something that can't be hacked, or to have heavy infantry with ten bots, or just you know to kill your all your opponents uh, hackers. Which I like as an example, I did well. Then do immediately in the game I played, but. I baited, I knew my opponent was playing Shaz, so I was expecting Malignos killer hackers or shredded killer hackers. So one of the first things I did was just, I activated one of my regular hackers just to see what he would do, just idled with him. And yeah, sure enough, he really, he revealed a Malignos killer hacker and promptly killed my hacker. I was like, okay, well, at least I know it's there. And then I sent to work my bandit killer hacker to go after his one. And it kind of felt like a bit of a, I reveal kill it you reveal kill it you know and it just kind of went back and forth game. yeah until we were all basically I think, until I th all of our hackers had died i think i think that's <laughs> i think that's more of a a uh, uh an issue of playing shaz Vasti is you have to lure out all of their tea well even, even not like you know uh, alf um nomads um ha you know hecklers you know there's lots of killer hackers if, you, if, you, if, hackers if your opponent has got multiple hackers as mm. well Mm -hmm. You can be copying multiple ARO's, which is which is which is really bad, and which is which is what I was actually trying to do. I was like, I'll sacrifice one guy if you reveal two marker state hackers, then that's great. I know where they are now, and now I can I can try and deal with them. But as you said as well, in your reactive turn, you're almost in a better position if you've got three or four hackers, because as soon as they activate any other hacker, you can ARO four hackers at them, and most likely kill them. I suppose you should also mention if you've got. Killer hack. If your opponent has killer hackers, in um, in the trend, the repeater, the repeater zone of the transmission matrix, you can't even move a hacker. No, as, you can't, as, yeah. soon, as soon as you give it an order, it can be hacked. And and one and that's the other thing as well is we we noticed that once we started to reveal our, our you know I had a I had a bandit and an Al Hawa he had like you know a couple of like those killer hackers. As soon as he revealed them, even if they, even if they survived, he couldn't recamel. 
As soon as you try to read Camel, it just blows brains out. So, because the idea would be to stay in a marker state, stay in the scoring zone and not get touched by anything. But as soon as we reveal, we're like, ah, oh, shit, we can't do that. And, you know, we're just constantly worried about, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to, like, stealth move out of the zone and then try it. But I don't know what that cam marker on the roof is. Is that, what could that be? Could that be a, you know, that might be a shrouded multi-sniper, but it could also be a hacker. Who knows? Um, so it really put the fear of God into both of us. We, 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 we didn't want to activate, you know, as soon as we activated something, it was just like, arrow. I'm getting stressed out. It was, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm more stressed out now because now my bikinis have much less room to move. It's 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 very it's very fun. Um, but and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on the board, and all the good firing spots are gonna be within that eight inch exactly, zone. Yeah, I yeah. won't be able to put my bikinis. But in what's really interesting though is about your bikinis is I wouldn't be too worried because we're talking about mm. killer hackers here, right? Because. You're, you're less likely to take a regular hacker because you're afraid of killer hackers. You're less likely to take an assault hacker because you're afraid of killer hackers. So if your opponent's only got killer hackers on the board, hmm. you know what killer hackers can touch? Dickies. Anything, anything, yeah. anything that isn't a hacker. Yeah. So bring a tag to Transmission Matrix and see how it goes. <laughs> that's, my, that's my hot tip. I say just... Just throw and caution to the wind and bring a tag. Uh, yeah, and, the, and the, 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 <laughs> see what the, happens. Everyone, everyone who does that is going to be caught by a malignos um, um, hacker. I remember the first time I took an avatar, I just got him bricked by uh, walking into a. I guarantee you, hit. no one's taking a malignos assault hacker in Transmission Matrix. Not even Julian is going to take it because he loves Maestro so much. He's going to do it now. You know that, right? He's not. I mean, he might do, but I mean, he just, if he takes it, he knows he's going to get killed by a, 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 an opponent's killer hacker. And I, sp I suppose the uh, other thing uh, which you mentioned, which is a reason to take a, an assault hacker, mm -hmm. um, is mm. spotlighting, or I think assault hackers get a better spotlight program. No, they just get spotlight. No, spotlighting uh, things and combining it with a... Um, like Specfire or Smart Missile Launchers. Smart Missile Launchers. Indeed. And the spotlight can go on anything. Exactly, yes, you're right. So if you don't have a strong hacking, well, even if you do have a strong hacking game, but if you do have a regular hacker or an assault hacker, you can spotlight things. Now, mm. of course, that's also fraught with danger because if you try to spotlight somebody, somebody may reveal and then just blow your brains out. But, you know, depending on who you're up against, if you're up against Toha, maybe, or Ariadna, you can just put an assault yeah. hacker there and start... Just targeting but the, the good, dudes. The good thing about Spotlight, unlike a... So if you put down Assisted Fire or you put down any of those supportware programs, mm -hmm. the supportware is on the hacker. The effect of it is felt by whatever robot you put it on. So right. if that hacker goes down, that supportware disappears. Okay. Um, Spotlight is different because it puts the person in a targeted state and then that's it. So you could sacrifice a cheap hacker to get that Spotlight... Sure. Have them die and then start launching your missiles. Yeah, this no. game has cheap hackers. Some some of them are <laughs> kind of cheap. Oh, twelve. I've got a fifteen point hacker. Mm -hmm, okay. Some machine K gun. Keisatsu's Keisatsu hackers so probably good, has only and seventeen whip, points. And the whip fourteen as well. Yeah, so okay. if you're doing yeah, it on seventeen 11. points. Well, whip twelve for the Keisatsu. Yeah, that's not bad. No, but that's a really good point. Like a, a you know running Starco. If I if I can if I can target something oh, like God. the like the designated target. And she has normal. Uh, Emily she has, has normal, normal grenades as well, as well. Oh. and she's BS thirteen with an expiser. So anyway, we're not talking about Emily. We're just talking about tactics. So yeah, that is a very valid. A valid tactic. I think I had someone do that to me on my very first games, um, and it was it was gross because I couldn't do anything about it. Should, should we talk about the most gross unit in for Transmission Matrix? Yes. Um, yeah, go for it. What is it? E drone. Oh yeah, he's real gross. Why? Um, he has a he has fun. a hacking uh, he has a hacking uh, program spell. 
not spell, program, program. called Exile. Yeah. It can target anyone with the targeting condition is, is in a link team. Automatically cancels the link team and isolates that person, which means you can't put them back in the link team. So, but I mean, they have to go through the hacking. Yeah, the, the, the oh, yeah. I mean, you, you may lose the e-drone in the process. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a remote, so it's not like it's going to die. Yeah. It, it might just go unconscious, and then you can just repair it with an engineer. But, yeah, you're right. It's, it's like Oblivion, but it applies to link teams. So if you have uh, an e-drone, so if you're any combined player, put an e-drone down there. You know, your opponent puts a, a, rel, you know, so a link team that they think is relatively safe, like a Kamau link team, first order, just... Uh, Nick, Review, Nick looks very concerned right in order and uh, I mean, I'm playing vanilla, so I don't have to worry about no. um, link teams. Yeah. But... Um, being able to just um, break a link team from across the table the, is quite nice. The other advantage of the, well, the other advantage of the, well, the other two advantages of A, it actually has a gun, unlike most Evo repeaters. Mm, true. Um, but with the Evo repeater, you can now use hacking programs in and coordinated order. orders. Yes, I forgot about that one. That's a really so you good can, one. if you have a bunch of camo market K, uh, KH, KHDs, mm -hmm. you can go coordinated order with my e drone. These two guys that are going to that are going to go and peer out of whatever marker state yeah. and surprise shot this one poor hacker. Yeah. That's, I mean, you're right. Something I've been thinking about, oh, I, should, I should take an EVO and then do coordinated hacking. And I'm just like, ugh, it's just not worth it. But in this mission... In this mission, it potentially it is because you can is. really hack all over the place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, it's, I think it's very worth it for um, combined. I think it loses a lot of its appeal. When because you, get you lose to other... the exile and the combi rifle and the multi-terrain as well. Yeah. Just uh, throwing that one out there. Um, it does have that. And I, I, I think I think it's a vicious tool for combined, but when you look at other EVO repeaters, meh, you're better off just getting a hacker. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Unless you unless your opponent really gives you a reason to do a coordinated order with those hacking programs, yeah. It's not you're right, it's not as useful. But uh, um, yeah, no, that's a good point. The e drone is very. I suppose. Very I suppose the, the only other thing I, I like to point out is the defensive hacking uh, device and the white noise. Uh, sorry, no, the white hacking device does have a power called Counter Strike, which reverses, uh, which reflects oh, programs yeah, back right. onto the hacker. So you could potentially. There's finally a reason to use a white hacking device. You, which means if you if you get lucky enough, two killer hackers could hack one defensive hacker and they could bounce the power back on both of them. That's pretty cool. I think actually that um, playing that transmission matrix was the very first time I ever used um, Breakwater, which is mm -hmm. the hacking device plus, which puts your opponent at neg six, but it, it doesn't actually do any damage. It just nullifies the hacking program. Mm -hmm. oh. It didn't save Peru Uhahu, but it felt like a good thing to like stop her from dying. Yeah. Um, so it's, so it's, it's, you just put your opponent at neg six. Yeah. Nullifies that attack. That yes, it's, That's it's, right. it's, it's like, good. It's like if you, you win the face-to-face -face roll and nothing happens. Nothing else happens. Yeah, okay. it's it's good for if it's their last order and you just want that model to survive and you think, yeah. oh, next turn I'll start trying to kill you. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first time I ever tried to do using that. Um, yeah, but I guess back to the I guess the mission in general. Mm. If you wanted to win it, um, one of the questions is, you know, I guess it depends on your army and everything else like that, but. This is one of the missions that does kind of benefit going second. Hundred percent, and that's what I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. It's, it's um, it is scored at the the main part of the, the points where you're getting from dominating these zones is scored at the end of every round. Yeah. Which means that at the end of turn one, there's scores. At the end of turn two, there's more scores. At the end of turn three, there's scores again. So that means that if you're going second, uh, you have the ability to see where your opponent has. 
dominated zones and react to that to take them away from him. I played this game against um, uh, Gavin last week, and uh, he was playing military orders. Um, at the end of the game, he had literally one model left on the table because I had killed everything, but he went second, mm -hmm. chose to go second because uh, he won the roll, and managed to get points in the first turn, get points in the second turn, and I couldn't get enough points to take it back mm -hmm. from him. So mm -hmm. even though he had nothing left on the table, yeah. uh, he still won the game. Mm -hmm. yeah. You were the king of doing that. Oh, so good at it. <laughs> um, just um, I'm really good at just completely ignoring the mission, yeah. which is not something to be good at. And I, I, I think that in preparation of this building for this one, aim to practice and look at being forced to go first mm -hmm. because that natural advantage of going second is will, will carry through maybe unless it's not specifically designed for that second turn yeah no I, I think that's good I think I always try to think about my list and then go you know how would I go if I didn't get what I wanted which is maybe going first or second yeah. and I try and think about how I'm going to plan plan for that and mm. um, I, I do sort of feel like this mission in the, the way it's designed kind of blunts certain alpha strike builds because of the amount of repeaters out there you know you know if you have a heavy infantry pain train or a tag mm. you may just want to be a little bit careful about running them up because the, your opponent may have something that can that can shut it down um well, you know may not be the problem for every player but it's something to consider um given our last episode last week i think for this one marker states are going to be super dominant mm. yeah definitely um, yeah. just being able to just with impunity walk past all those repeaters um even if you're even if you're something like dart or something like something's so, not so, hackable so, yeah. that's not hackable just the ability to get down um get get through um get through to your opponent you know kill a couple of uh, kill a couple of things without having to worry about the repeaters yeah, at all. I, th I think it's more important for heavy infantry in marker states oh yeah absolutely mm. the hack tower is gonna yeah, be cool. can be devastating in this yeah. one yeah, and but like like we were saying uh, as well as you know if you're not um, a hacker, you know mm -hmm. you don't have to be as worried about being hacked anywhere on the board because mm -hmm. even if a hacker is inside a repeater zone, mm -hmm. if you're not in a repeater zone and you're not a hacker, then they can't mm -hmm. touch you. And talking about uh, heavy infantry, heavy infantry with any level of martial arts, oh yeah, the ability yeah, just to have stealth, yeah, that's which a good means point. you can just run right through. That's a great point, um, and not yeah. have to worry about being hacked. Assuming you get out of the hacking zone, I would still I would still advocate that um, engineers are quite important in this mission, um, just because of yeah. being um, oblivioned. Um, if you do have like you know I'm I'm a kind of person who will yeah, yeah, yeah. generally tend to bring an assault hacker at any any time I can. People don't like assault hackers. I think they're they're a savior for me. Um, so if I have if I am up against a tag, I'm like yes, excellent. You know I'll just try to oblivion you. And if you don't have a an engineer then hallelujah um that's good for me so i think it's just i think it's just because assault hackers don't kill things yeah it's because they, well it's because they don't kill other hackers that's it that's the reason why they don't like them uh, people mm -hmm. don't use them and i can see why but well judging no, so by it, it kind of it, it's an extension of where the hacking game has, is at in general people don't take tags mm -hmm. because of assault hackers people don't take assault hackers because of killer hackers and no, ha no and tags are coming back yeah, yeah. so it's it's yeah you know you're dead right I mean, the last slow grow I think there was like four like I don't know there was a lot more tags on the table than I've seen before like I ran a tag Gav ran a tag there was at least four or five tags on out there so 
Yeah, and uh, having having played this mission, um, just taking a look at uh, deployment, the zones, um, the zone of controls bleed into your deployment zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you've got a, and everyone has this piece in their army, at least a couple of them, that the plan for them is to do nothing and they potentially have a chain of command or they're a cheerleader yeah. or there's... Oh yeah, either the chain of command or the cheerleader, or they're just there to, def- like a Gazi, yeah, right? just sitting sitting there to defend your um, backside. I think everyone should look at having two pieces that they don't need to be an active hunting piece or hacking piece to just sit in that four inches prone for the entire game. Yeah, no, definitely yes, yeah, because that middle section is going to be where the blood bath happens oh de- yeah definitely um i mean you know we we're talking about like alpha strikes you know i think it's it may not happen as, as often in this mission so you're right the, the fight's going to be for the for the center mm-hmm. and um uh, you know as opposed to yeah the, the the deployment zone so yeah do we have any any else we want to talk about oh, i mean you've got a note here that says bring an engineer exclamation mark yeah like, which I just said before. Oh, uh, yeah. sorry, I must have spaced about, about, out. You did. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but, no. But bring an engineer is, is I, I reckon is important because I like. To, well, that's more of a warning for other people because I like to bring assault hackers. Sure. Um, but you 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 so eloquently put that it's come full circle and the um, tags are coming back. So assault hackers may mm. come back, which may means killer hackers may have to come that's back. That's right. So even that salt uh, with this mission, those are the. Oh, what's it? What's it called? The tick tick bang with the climbing plus, mm-hmm. and the zeta with the climbing plus, or any other um, tag with climbing plus is going to have a huge advantage of just being able to go through the middle of the map without having to go near any of those or, or tag ranks. tags with marker states. Oh, That's, yeah, yeah they're another great option because the old sphinxy boy, sphinx, he's gonna, he's or there's uh, is it the. Uh, um, cutter. Cutter. cutter 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 oh, the, the, the Ulan, the Ulan as well because well, yeah, yeah. it's regular camo it's regular camo yeah. um, these are sorts of things where you like you said before about markers walking through with impunity yeah. if you've got a tag that can do that that's even more well I reckon as well, as well um, just talking about hidden deployment that's going to be really strong in this one as well I mean it's obviously strong in other mm. uh, you know in other missions like, like frontline and supremacy but in this one you know because you can put that in the middle in the middle quadrant and you can put it in your own um area um you know if you're going second it's really 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 strong as well because you can keep that off the table and then last order of the game just be like boom 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 these guys are going down and then i've got in these three these three okay three how's areas. how's this for for my hot tip ace tactic right uh-huh. you get your uh infiltrating camo expensive model something like a dow fay or um what are the ninjas those the expensive Oni, ones on Oniwaban. yeah the Oniwaban. Yeah. you infiltrate but roll for the infiltration oh deploy it in like you're going I mean this is the ideal situation where oh, you put it in their you're deployment going zone. second not into their deployment zone but oh, in, their, in the four yeah. inches of the yeah. control of one of their things that they don't have that many points on I, I had a, I had a look at a list which was two Oniwaban and two ninja killer hackers you go second and your very last order of the game is coordinate drop all four of them down oh yeah and just reveal all four of them just put or, four camo markers four in marker yeah. down. well it's because it's not scored at the end of the game it's scored at each, end, at each yeah. round yeah it's a it's a bit more risky, but you could still 
have yeah. a lot of points up there. And then while your opponent spent their first turn trying to take the middle one, mm. they might not have left that many points back there holding those Because well, they, they would have said, oh, I only need like a 10-point cheerleader in here because you've got nothing there. Exactly. And then suddenly, boom, there's there's an Onuaban. The, um, or, um, I mean... Not you're kind of going to give it away when you roll the when you true, roll the deployment true. and your opponent's going to be like, okay, something's going on here. Yeah. But if you're going second and you're deploying second, they might have already deployed. But the, the, the biggest thing is there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. No, but I mean like uh, impersonators, for instance. Impersonators, for instance, would be are great for that. You know, they're great in all the quadrant control missions, but they're very good there too because they can deploy, in just outside the deployment zone. Yeah, and, like, and they're yeah. not hackable, so they just lay there with their minds. Mm. Uh, all right, you want to move on? Sure. Do we want, want to, to talk acquisition? You want to talk about acquisition? It's the next mission we can talk about. Yeah. It is. It is the next mission we can talk about. Let's talk about it. Okay. Great. Awesome. Um, Kev, did you want to run through how you score in acquisition? Certainly, I shall. Um, acquisition. So, for each activated communication antenna at the end of the game, it is worth one objective point. For each controlled communication antenna at the end of the game, so controlled, one objective point. Control the tech coffin at the end of the game is three objective points. To control the tech coffin with your data tracker at the end of the game is worth an extra two. And if you control it with your Xenotech, it's worth an extra one, but it's not cumulative with the previous objective. Oh. Um, each player is one classified objective, and there's the old failure to place the multi-scanner is minus one. But of course, it is plus one if you put it down. Um, no, it's not. Actually, it's not mentioned there. That's weird. No, it's not. Oh. It's, it's just a negative. What? It's not on. So it's either worth minus one or worth zero. Wait, other ones are other, other missions in are other, worth one. In other missions, it's worth it's one oh, extra look point. Look at that one! I did not even know. I just assumed that was there. Okay, guys, there's the, there's a new one. So acquisition I, I, is not I, I, worth I, a point to put it down. It's just worth it's minus one. So I'll apologize to Matt Bester. I gave myself an extra point in our game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I thought I had reached the height of hating the Xenotech. I didn't think it could get higher than that. Right, but now you have one that's literally it's it's just worth minus. One, yeah, he, he's yeah. a little bit more useful in this one, though. We'll, we'll get into the, the yeah. nitty gritty of it. No, 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 this he's is more complicated than this, this one. Is, this more is, this is, you have to yeah, do shit with This him. is one mission where he's a little bit more like, oh, he does something, okay. yeah, because of uh, because of him giving you can potentially give you a point by yeah. helping control the thingamajig, that's the, right, the, the coffin, yeah, then that's probably why that it doesn't give you a point you know, for putting the thing down, possibly. Yeah, what that's potentially right. we're going to see a bit in acquisition. Well, bef is, before we jump into what, what okay, goes go on, on yeah. I'll just describe what the actual table setup looks yes. like. Yeah. Yes, so uh, we've got a pretty big deployment zone actually, 16 inch deployment zone Indeed. for this mission. Um, and then along the center line of the table, right bang in the middle, you've got a tech coffin. And then 12 inches from the sides, and I guess 12 inches from the tech coffin along that center line, you've got two uh, communication antennas. So where Kev said before about the point scoring for activating and controlling communication antennas, they're the two on the sides. And then um, controlling the tech coffin is the thing that's in the very center of the table. Yes, that's right. Um... So this is this is quite an interesting mission as well in that it, there's a little bit of variance. There's some of it that you have to push buttons, but there's also a controlling aspect where you have to be in base contact mm -hmm. with these things to gain to gain points and additional points if you're doing it with your data tracker um, or your Xenotech. So um, only only for the center, only for the tech coffin. Oh no, for the antennas as well. For the yeah, you're right. For the for yeah. the tech coffin, it's just a da data tracker and Xenotech, but you have to control the antennas as yeah. well as push the buttons. So. Yeah, there's quite a lot of points up for grabs. 
um, in this mission. You get a hacker and engineer bonus on the communication antennas. You do, yeah, hacker and engineer bonus on the... Uh, is on it, is the, it just the plus three or is it roll two dice as well? It's the same, it, yeah, it's the same. It's plus three, roll two dice, oh, and, wow. you get two plus, and you get plus three to put the multi-scanner in, which is always a nice uh, bonus. Um, even after the... Uh, whip with the Xenotech got increased from 11 to 13. 16. That's, rolling that's, it on a 16 is, is nice. It's not guaranteed, but it's nice than rolling it on a 14. Mm. Um, I really like this Oh, mission. wow, yeah. It gives you a plus three to the multi-scan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I that's, think it, I, that's think, nice. I think that was in Supremacy as well. That's in Supremacy. There's nice in a couple of missions. Um, I think the only one it's not in is uh, Frontline, or at least the only one that I can remember is it's not in yeah. Frontline. Um, but at least they've increased it to 13, so it's not 11. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I dig this mission a lot. I dig it because mm. of the um, because of the sixteen inch deployment zone. Um, uh, it gets people into the fighting quickly, especially if you've got um, forward deployment on your medium infantry. Um, you With the get, sixteen inch deployment zone, yeah. forward deployment level two is the same as infiltration. Infiltration, exactly. So you can have a whole bunch of stuff up there, just ready to push buttons or ready to go go at the enemy, uh, which I really uh, really enjoy. Um, Jacob, do you want to add on that? Uh, I'm gonna have to think long and hard with OSS because I don't have a lot of heavy infantry to. Uh, well, just in general terms, I guess. touch that stuff. But um, I, I like the, I like this I like this mission I like this mission too uh, because while while it's like a controlling sort of thing and touching buttons uh, sort of thing, uh, really it's just it's it's gonna play out a lot like annihilation until the eleventh hour where everyone makes a dash for. Uh, the to control the center and a dash for uh, controlling yeah. the uh, the communication um, antennas because until then the only thing you have to do is uh, drop a multi scan. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I guess, guess you can push yeah. buttons as well. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you you could push and try and stop your opponent from uh, pressing the buttons. I I think we're going to see potentially a lot of because it's. You got to control it with your Xenotech for that one point. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of people dump the Xenotech on their point, and potentially the Xenotech's "quote unquote" handler is going to die. Yeah. I think we might see a lot of people potentially grabbing their opponent's Xenotech and pulling it off. Mm. Yeah, it's a valid tactic. I know I did it last time I played it. I just ran the Xenotech up there on it, and then figured out well, if I need a hail mary later on, I can try to. Resync the guy, or if I lose the dude, but like that. in that particular game, I had a Jaguar sync to it, and he was like in total cover, prone behind a mm. you know behind a, a, a wall, and um, so he was fairly safe. So you know, really in the last game, I could just throw some smoke and then just walk the Jaguar into base contact with the with the with the cons with the tech coffin, and that would get me the four I think four points essentially. Um, but uh, you're right though, um, it, it it could be quite difficult to keep that handle alive. And mm. while the Xenotech is not controlled by anybody, it doesn't count as controlling in him. I, th I think it still counts as controlling, but it doesn't. But the problem is, is that someone can come and take it away. Yeah, well, that's what we're not sure in about. In other missions where you've needed the Xenotech to be in a zone, for example, yeah. he just has to be in a zone, doesn't have to be connected to anyone. Yeah, so it, it, it's it's a it's a odd one, and I know what we were talking about today on on the on the chat. We were trying to figure it because the wording's a bit like. When you look at it, it says um, control the tech coffin, um, and it says a trooper um, uh, is in base contact with it. So, but that's for the first point. 
right? No, so no, you no. Can't, so, so you can, can't score the third one if you haven't already scored the first one. Yeah, but you can control the tech coffin with somebody who's a neutral civilian, which is your... Well, you can't because it's worth zero points. Exactly. Well, he, but you can't control it. So you can't have the Xenotech in, in base contact with the tech coffin and nothing else and consider yeah, controlling it. Yeah, you have to have something you else. You have to have something else. Yeah. 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 But does that, does that other thing need does it to have be connected to the Xenotech at the time? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Yeah, well, that's what we're kind of not sure about is like, because he counts as a neutral civilian then when he's not connected to anything. He's still yours, He's though. always a neutral civilian. Yeah, well, even, that's, that, even, even when he's connected, yeah. he's still a neutral civilian. He, otherwise, otherwise, if there were, if he was an enemy civilian, your opponent could freely shoot it. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think the neutral civilian thing it doesn't come into play. That's just sort of there to say that he's a neutral civilian, which means you're not allowed to shoot him, mm-hmm. and he doesn't shoot you either. Interest, sort of interestingly, your Xenotech can uh, work as a body shield for your. Uh, for whatever you have controlling oh, it, because it's right next to it. No, no templates can go on. Well, yeah. impact templates can't go on it. You can probably finagle a teardrop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I think I could buy that one because yeah, you're right. With supremacy, he doesn't need to be synced. Um, so why would he need to be synced in this one? Mm. Um, but you're right. Yeah, you could then just drag him off it. But yeah, and and the, what you said before, Jacob, about him being worth zero points. Points aren't important when touching the thing. It, right. You've got to have, be, have the only one yeah, got you're right. touching it. You are right. Yeah. Okay. So, so you yeah. So we so we would say, and I'll have to discuss this with the other TOs um, when season eleven comes out. This may change, but uh, yeah, you can control the tech coffin with your Xeno. Uh, as long as your Xenotech is in base contact with it, and one of your own troopers is in base contact with it, it doesn't need to be synced. But it needs needs to be the Xeno uh, the Xenotech mm. and and one of your troopers to get that point to yeah. get that point and only only your trooper yeah um, I, for, I, for, I forgot about it because of um, transition matrix and everything it's this tiny area that you can have a bunch of dudes in yeah that's yeah, the difference with the definition of dominating versus controlling yeah, yeah. In, the, in in how the scoring works but um, yeah another I think this is another mission where going second is probably going to be advantageous, yeah. uh, even more so than the... Oh, not... Yeah, maybe not even more so, but potentially, because this is all scored at okay. the end of the game. Um, and sure, there's a classified objective in there that you want to get throughout the game. You want to plant the thing to not get minus one throughout the game. You want to... You could push buttons throughout the game, but then still, if your opponent pushes them, you lose it. So yeah. having that last play at yeah. the very end uh, could definitely come in handy yeah you're right yeah you, you get two points for um you know throughout the game and the rest of it's all scored at the very end so mm. yeah i'd say it's it's a definite big push to the it's, middle it's going to be tough for the person that has to go first unless you just go through and kill everything yeah well that that, that, that will probably be your objective it does is it, to... it does end in retreat though so. does end in retreat as, so, as, so, so the last mission as well so if you do decide on going on a on a murder rampage <laughs> yeah. just don't murder don't, don't be, don't, don't be afraid to whip out arming and put the units in to make sure you're only getting him to six, uh, 76 points and he's still on the board and, it, and it's not like other missions where you but well I can just kill their specialists and they can't push the buttons they don't need specialists really in this mission they need specialists to push the buttons and to um, I guess to help place a multi-scanner if you've got a hacker or an engineer but you know anything else can, can touch it um, and it doesn't matter how cheap it is or how expensive it is as long as it's there and touching it and it's the only one then mm. you can't Take that's that off right. them. Yeah. So if, if you if you've got first turn and you've you've just lumped a whole bunch of stuff around there, okay, your opponent has to kill all of it. Um, yeah. Um, but then they just need to walk whatever they can into into base contact with it. Because you you've really probably only got cover, f- like uh, you've probably only got enough cover for 
one model. So actually, on the on the topic of that, um, we're working on supplying objective markers for um, BCB, and they're going to be three D objective objectives, mm. and they're all going to give. Um, but they're all basically going to be big enough to give partial cover for everything up to S5, I think it is. So, you know, you can have something... So what about an S3 sort of size base? Yeah, it's, it's, it's something like that. Yeah, well, it's going to be 40, 40... Yeah, it's going to be something like that. Yeah, about, about that tall, um, 40 mil, and then it's going to have... Um, you know, it should have enough cover. So, you know, if you are prone up against it, it's not going to be like a flat, you know, um, you know uh, poker chip. It's going to have a little bit of height to it, so yeah, even yeah. even if you are if you are behind it and someone's up high, they're they're not going to be able to see you. So it's going to be give you a little yeah. bit of uh, and cover. And I think for just in general, for most games that have objectives, the objective should be, if not an actual thing on your board, you just with your opponent just say it's an S three. It's a it's a something that's the S three template. So mm -hmm. if you can hide behind an S three, you get cover. Yeah. Because especially in a game like this, if there was if it was just a chip on the board. Going first, you could never. You could. You couldn't win it. You could just be pro and then have nothing that's e e elevated. <laughs> elevated to get like, but but really close. Just the height of you know an yeah. S two vaguely close to it yeah. is enough. No, nah, you're right. It's 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 good. Um, it's good to have that. We're yeah. we're we're gonna we're gonna make them for it. So that'd be nice. Um, any any sort of tactics? Anything you want to talk about for acquisition? Or it's fairly straightforward, I guess. Yeah, I mean, another thing, I'm not sure if we mentioned this before, but um, it has to be a model, can't be a marker state that's touching it. Really important, yeah, yeah. So uh, if you have the old, like, last turn play of just reveal a TO marker, you have to, that's been FEQ'd as well, you have to reveal that marker, and the only way you can do it is by declaring an attack or a dodge. You can't just move and then say, hey, I'm going to break my camel. You have to actually do something to that, do it. That was actually one thought I had with going... Um, First, is you put a marker state on the objective. You're not allowed to. No, 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 no. You're not allowed to. You're not, it's, it's not permitted to deploy in base-to-base -base contact. No, no, the, no not like that. As in, like, the last turn, you put a marker state on the objective, and then when they oh, come for it, first. you dodge. Ah, uh, um, yeah, if, if you're going first, yeah, that would that's or uh, you shoot or shoot at them or, or shoot. You do something to basically reveal you, but it so you're not you a marker touching it. Yeah, but you, you haven't yeah, spent exactly. that order to do it. Yeah, no, that's actually quite. I think quite cool. I think that's one of the. In fact, that's probably one of the strongest ways of combating going first is having a marker that you can put on that point. Yeah, to actually uh, control it. And waiting for as many orders for that per for that person to waste as many orders as possible, mm -hmm. right? And then potentially at the last moment, going I reveal my camo marker to or my whatever marker to. Do so this. having something with preferably multiple wounds, perhaps like that, um, would be would be would be beneficial too. Yeah. Uh, a cutter or a sphinx would be quite nice actually to chuck on the middle and then just recamo. But yeah, that's uh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I, like I said, I I, I like this mission. I like all the different elements of it and the 16-inch deployment zone. Mm. And I think fun. that's that's one, 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 I suppose, compliment to you and your fellow TOs is this this choice of missions doesn't really disadvantage um, any one faction. There, there have been some competitions where when you look at it, mm. you think, oh, someone playing... You know, I mean, obvious one, ECM can disadvantage things like Toa and yeah. um, Ariadna. <clears throat> That's an extreme case. Whereas in this, it's all vaguely sort of fighting. It's all just about the points of the model. 
Um, and it can all be done with somebody with just a specialist, forward observers. You know, if you're, if you're Ariadne, you've got a ton of really good forward observers. Yeah, no, that's true. And um, yeah, like uh, we haven't had any complaints about mission selection. And uh, it'd be interesting to see if there is anybody that's going to come out and think and say, oh, you know, I think this mission is really good for this kind of build. We haven't had, mm. we haven't had anyone talk about that yet. Maybe that's a discussion for... Well, I mean, the only thing I have, and this is just a personal thing, is that transmission matrix squashes OSS's movement. But yeah, I think that's fair. I think I think I think I'll. But it's I'll, not just OSS. It's it's um, any heavy infantry, air, IA. military orders, invincible army, um, anyone who's got any, everybody can take remotes. Uh, yeah, it's just that the, uh, the OSS is. It is it is built on well not built on but it's quite you know leans but, heavily but, towards a Dakini link so yeah I get, yeah, I get right. you told I, 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 I tow in a Dakini someone reveals an assault hacker I go sweet my next orders are going to be to blow up that assault hacker's head yes with your hacking device plus or killer hacker or whatever yeah. you've got on the board yeah, yeah. Right, um, so I mean it's like they get one chance to maybe isolate one of your Dakinis and then pew pew yeah alright I got you know and I mean I say, I say all that I do I get the existence of proxies so I just go and repair whatever yeah. it's got. So. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I guess the the other thing, which I mean, we did briefly touch on it before, but that engineering and hacking bonus is huge for, for not only dropping the multi scanner, but also pushing the buttons. Yeah. Um, it makes it a real lot easier to get those to get those points. I do think that's one of the best. Um, changes from season ten, and I hope they carry it through to season eleven. Is being the, able to throw two dice. Yeah. I mean, pushing a button. C- coming coming from. Uh, Aleph, um, and even if you take a look at CA, you got f- you you've a, you're lousy with fifteen whip hackers, um, just going up to the point, just like two dice is an eighteen. Yeah, you're gonna activate that. Console. It's pretty much an auto thing. Um, I I do well. I guess a slight segue is I would like them to open that out a bit more. I feel like there's a lot of them that have hacker bonuses and there's not much mm-hmm. else. There's a hacker, there's some engineer, there's some chain of command, but yeah. there's not much else. I think there's Supremacy's got doctors and paramedics, but... Supplies has stocked doctors, uh, doctors and, paramedics. and paramedics. But, you know, you look at poor, some, poor Toha, poor uh, Ariadna, they don't have really any hackers, so mm. they don't... They kind of miss out on those bonuses. Yeah. It, would, it would be nice to see a... Like an engineer forward observer or just because they go... It, they go together a bit more with a classified forward observer and hacker. Yeah. Like, to really give an advantage to people who, you know, don't have the ability to take a ton of decent yeah. hackers, where it's really a disadvantage. You know, it takes up half your SWC potentially, and it takes up, you know, the a, a troop slot with something that's, you know, less than mediocre, costs a bunch of extra points, and it's just... Yeah, it just leaves a bit of a sour taste in those sort of players. And you, you could argue that there's lots of forward observers out there, but I don't really tend to take one because whenever I get option off a forward observer, there's usually a hacker profile, and I'll often gravitate to that just because I know it can achieve more um, classifieds, yeah. or it can it can do more for me on the table. And um, I mean, it's yeah. only it's mission specific. It's not like it's a, it's for every single mission. No, you're right. Yeah, but it just I, I have noticed that it's like oh, there's always these hackers, and I'm mm. glad I play. I'm glad I play factions that have encourage hackers yeah i mean my, my switch to um f- from steel phalanx has just opened up a world of oh i get these bonuses now and yeah i get all these specialists it's great yeah well i guess that uh just about covers it then on um uh what's the name of the acquisition mission? acquisition that's acquisition. what we're talking about yeah so um another interesting mission 
for uh, for the event, so I'm looking forward to playing it. It's one that I actually haven't gotten that much practice in for as yet, so I think uh, as as it gets uh, gets closer, I'll definitely need to get a few more games in. I think it's on, been two uh, years since I played Acquisition. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the, it's one of those ones that's sort of been hanging around for a while. But, yeah, um, it does get kind of messed out sometimes, but it's a good one. Cool. Well, was there anything else you wanted to cover at the moment then? Or? Um, no, I think yeah, we'll leave the other three missions for another time. Unmasking is a bit of a in-depth one and then the other two are fairly simple so easy yeah i'm um yeah we're good yeah yeah anything, jacob no all right great yeah. well um thanks again guys for the for another chat and uh thanks for listening what <laughs> sorry i was Kevin. just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna <laughs> t- 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 tell our listeners a little bit more just before we leave about bcb Sorry, that was making hand gestures like circle like I was doing like there was something spelly animus there. thing to uh, Kev was trying to cast a spell on yeah, me or something. And he was uh, well I did because he just looked at me dumbfounded. <laughs> so I think I've just lowered his IQ with my, my magic spell. But yeah, I just wanted to interrupt and say just spruik uh, Burn City Brawl again. Uh, for those we've got ten spots left as of this evening. Uh, we have a hard cap of fifty. We will not be increasing it. So if you are in Australia or if you are anywhere in the world, um, we would love to have you come down uh, for some uh, Melbourne... Let's get a Kiwi. ...hospitality. Yeah, if we've got anyone. And you know what? I'll, I'll put it out there now. If anyone from New Zealand land comes over for it, I promise I will make it to one of your 2D events um, whenever they, those are. I think there's one in Easter, is there? I'll, I'll make it to one of those. Um, you know, you scratch my back, I will scratch yours. And we'll have a great time. So, um, 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, all the details are on the Facebook page. And we can put it up in the show notes. What day is it? Oh, yeah, the date. It's the 21st, 22nd of September at House of War in Ringwood. Um, it's going to be a good time. Perfect. And I can't wait to see you all there. Yay. All right. Well, um, thanks again for listening then. And uh, we'll uh, see you again soon. I've been Nick. I've been Jacob. And I was Kevin. And you've been listening to Loss of Lieutenant.